Hello, everyone. How are you doing? We are back. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. We sure did. I'm once again, wait, hold on, hold on. I'm getting ahead of myself. It is Wednesday, December 1st. It is exactly 8.09 p.m. We are coming to you from two different cities right now. First off, I am joined, recurring guest, my brother, my kin, someone who is in, we're, we are in prestigious, um, what's the word I'm looking for, Niall? Space. Company. Uh, company, thank you. We're in prestigious company right now. And I'm talking about yourself, Niall. I'm, I'll, I'll, we are with someone who is in the, not point one, not point, no, <laughs> no, not, not, not 1%, not 0.5%. We are with someone who is in the 0.05% of Drake listeners on Spotify. Yeah. This is something that you have honestly dedicated your entire life to. <laughs> How does it feel to finally reach a feel like this and to kind of get the, the recognition you deserve? Because I remember, you know, you get your, your car when you're 16, your first ever album you buy, Take Care, you put that in the car, you're amped, you're excited. You put me onto Drake when I was... In like sixth grade, I remember walking to the YMCA, listening to "Thank Me Later" on my uh, on my iTouch. So you know, Drake has been been with you for a while. How does it feel to finally get this recognition? You know how like when a tennis player wins a major, they just uh, they can't control. It, they drop to their knees. They just break beat. down. <laughs> That's what I did when I saw that 0.05 percent. <laughs> I was at work and I just dropped to my knees. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe I uh, I accomplished such a feat. Oh, I listened goodness. to ten thousand hours of Drake this year. Or minutes. Oh, God. Sorry. 10,000 <laughs> 10, minutes of Drake this year. I listened to 161 hours of You Drake. listened to one song of his. Like that one song featuring him. Like a, in 114 times? Yes. Yeah, that's normal. I thought it was going to be higher. That was hilarious. Well, yeah. we are also joined by another close friend of mine, close friend of the family. You know, he... Um, it's yeah, this is his first time. This is his debut on both whether it was the Shrew Soccer Show or now the Duality of Fan podcast. Close friend of mine, we met freshman year at KSU, and we've had a brotherly bond ever since. My yeah. boy, Levi Cole, out in Austin, Texas. He hit the relocation on us a few months ago. How are you doing, my man? How's Austin? How's Shan? How, how's everyone doing? Everyone's doing well as far as me and Shan go, but. <laughs> I like it a lot. I'm glad to be out here in Austin. Had to hit the quick, you know, slip and slide and get out to a different spot for a minute. See what it was about. I go. like it. Niall didn't hit me when he was out here. Keep that in the back of my head. <laughs> I did hit you. I did hit you. That's a chat for another time. I did hit you. I said I'm here. You know, starting we'll on move forward. We'll move forward. No, I'm really glad to be here. We're starting on I'm ready to get into some talk, man. You know what it is. I'm really excited. Hell I think yeah, it was man. all the heartbreak from like the 10 dozen times I invited you to soccer and you told me no. Uh, I just, you know what? All right, all right. We both took a shot. All right. The bell just rang. Back to your corners. <laughs> well, all right. I'm glad that we have everyone here. And, um, you know, let's get into it. <laughs> Levi, we've been wanting to do this together for a while. Um, we had one planned a while ago. It was before the NFL season. We wanted to do a little fantasy slash invincible season one talk. But unfortunately, that was mid-move, so we didn't have a chance to know a lot was going on. Um, but we might have to look out for that uh, next year. But before we get into some NFL talk this time, because Levi, I know that's what you're here for, we got to enlighten ourselves with some of the NFL G League, a.k.a. college football. 
And there's been a lot going on, a lot going on in college football. So we have to talk to our CFB expert, you know, the, uh, the creator of the Friday five itself, Nile soccer, he's, mm-hmm. he's plugged in. So let's just get off to a little rapid fire question action. Huge. Uh, let's, let's actually I'll let you decide which one do you want to talk about first Lincoln uh, Riley you, or I, I think, yeah, your order is good. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Thoughts on Lincoln Riley. That's, yeah. That's the oh, order. It happened. Okay. So, Wait, hold on, uh, hold on. So Lincoln Riley, the USC, long-term coach of Oklahoma, been there for a while, had I don't know how many playoff appearances. At least three. At least um, three playoff appearances, two Heisman quarterbacks. and No, three, two Heisman quarterbacks, one Heisman runner-up, all three years in a row. I mean, two, yeah, very two, – Two first overall picks from those quarterbacks, too, both undersized, yeah. both probably 5'10 or shorter. One of them is one of them sick. One of them was, you know, one of them sick and one of them ill. <laughs> yeah, which one's which? Baker's or no, Kyler's obviously sick. Love Kyler, um, but yeah, Baker not so much. But still, yeah, and Lincoln Riley, impressive resume. Never won a natty, but pretty much as impressive as the resume gets if you're not Alabama or Clemson. So, Nile or Ohio State? No, yeah, or Alabama or Clemson? Yeah. So, Nile, how how are you feeling? What are your thoughts on uh, Lincoln Riley hitting so, the dip piece going to USC? So I didn't see this coming, uh, at least the him going to USC. I expected Lincoln Riley. So I'm looking, okay. I expected Lincoln Riley to maybe look at LSU, which a lot of people were expecting. So after the game Saturday, after Bedlam, they had just lost to Oklahoma State. He's asked by reporters, are, are you going to LSU? Like all this. He's like, I'll stop you right there. I am not going to be the next coach at LSU. And everyone's like, okay. All right, just, Lincoln's can I, staying. Can I say something real quick? Before? All time. <laughs> When he said that, and I might just be saying this because, like, I knew what happened, but when Lincoln said, like, I'll stop you right there. I'm not going to be the head coach at LSU. It looked like it was someone who just bet, like, $100,000 on black in the sense that he pushed all of his tips by saying, I'm not going to be the head coach at LSU. And look, he was praying to God, like, don't ask me a follow-up question. Don't ask yeah. me a follow-up question. Like, yeah, don't, yeah, like, like please, I hope that was enough to just make you not want to ask me a follow-up. Like, please, for the love of God, don't ask a follow-up. So what's interesting about Lincoln Riley going to USC is Lincoln Riley is one of the best offensive minds in the sport. At least he was a couple years ago. I will say over the past two years, he seems, it looks like he's going to have to reinvent himself again because defenses are kind of catching up to what he had done in the past, but he's never, he's always, he's always had bad defenses. Uh, they've never really dominated the line of scrimmage. And when UNC was at its like best back in the early two thousands and they were awesome. Under they were P. Carroll, most- right? They were the most fun team to watch in football. After like that my, great Miami years, it went right to USC, and they were the great team to watch. I was too young for any of the Miami years. Loved USC. Reggie you came Bush up was, on USC, yep. Bro, I came up on USC. I Obviously, I saw Reggie, one. Matt Liner, Reggie Bush and Matt Liner, I loved Lindale them. Lindale White. I played with Reggie Bush every single time I played NCAA. Dude, Dwayne Jarrett, they were stacked. They were stacked. Of course, Pete Carroll. Um, but that, when the, uh, those teams had good defenses, they had good O-lines, good D-lines, and the key was – if you were a stud in Southern California, you were going USC. There was no doubt about it. There was no LSU or Nick Saban or Dabo Swinney or any of these people coming to LA and poaching these players away from them and sending, and they were all staying and going to USC. And that was when USC was at its best. So there's been some conspiracy theories because all this past offseason, Lincoln Riley and Oklahoma have been doing a really good job with recruiting the West Coast. Really good job recruiting Southern California. And then all of a sudden he takes this job and he's saying, Oh, we just found out about it late Saturday night. And then he 
you know, got a couple hours of sleep and then we had a meeting as a zoom meeting Sunday morning. And then bam, I took it. Well, he's got like the number one QB of the 2023 class Malachi. I think Nelson, I saw that he decommitted from, from LA. He decommitted from Oklahoma, a bunch of LA guys. So to USC, yeah. If he can recruit USC back to what it was and just take, honestly, just keep people in state and become somewhat of a national recruiter, which he's able to do. Cause he did that Oklahoma. I mean, they're going to be a problem again. It's way easier to win there than in the SEC, which is where Oklahoma would have moved. His only real competition is Mario Cristobal in Oregon. They're doing an no. You, Shreve just shook his head. They're doing they're doing an incredible job recruiting offensive and defensive line, which is where USC is getting pushed around. USC will yeah. never have issues with skill players because all the people in Southern California are like studs. I was listening to, I think it was part of my take today. They had Andy Staples on. And they were overlaying like teams that recruited the best offensive and defensive lines. And it was literally a straight heat map of the, like the most obese parts of the country. LA is not one of those. He needs to get into like those obese parts of the countries and get those big linemen. He needs to get into the Midwest, the corn fed. Midwest. He's getting the Southeast, Southeast, that good comfort food. Northeast, that kind of stuff. Um, Um, But yeah, I think having the Northeast. I think Lincoln did. Lincoln to USC is not surefire for them, but I think it's a great move for them nonetheless. And they obviously have the money to spend. They have really rich boosters, you know, FU money, private school money. Yeah. So the domino that then was left to follow is, okay, well, obviously one one thing is who's going to take over at Oklahoma. We're not sure yet. The next domino that was to follow is who's going to be the coach at LSU. There's basically a guarantee that if you become LSU's head coach, you're going to win a national championship. Saban was the LSU head coach, won a national championship. He left for the NFL. Les Miles, who I don't think he could coach himself out of a phone booth, took over at LSU <laughs> and won a national championship. And then great, he freaking drove great, that program into the ground after that, great, basically. They were awesome. Great recruiter, yeah. but he can't coach X's and O's. Ed Orgeron cannot coach X's and O's, really. He's a great D-line coach, but he's an incredible recruiter. He won a national championship at LSU. Pretty much you're guaranteed now to win a national championship okay. at LSU. Brian Kelly, who's one of the worst human beings on earth, He's so? an incredible X's and O's coach. Incredible X's and O's coach. And he might not be a culture fit, like people say at LSU, but he is the best coach they've had there since Nick Saban. Really? For sure. For sure. He's much better coach than Edo and Les Miles. And I think he's probably going to be able to recruit just as well as them because winning recruits, he's a winner. He took Cincinnati and turned them into a he, – he left Cincinnati to go to Notre Dame when they were 12-0, and 0, about to play in potentially the Sugar Bowl in the biggest game in the history of their program. And he's like, see you guys, go to Notre Dame. Wow. He now has Notre Dame 11 and one and perennial playoff uh, consideration. And he's leaving them. So he, he does this. But you ask how so, how's he a terrible person? He's a murderer. And I'll explain. Oh that my God. It's, it should have been manslaughter at least, but it, they were having practice in 2010. I think that was his first season at Notre Dame. And he, it was like 51 mile per hour winds, uh, gusts of up to 51 mile per hour winds. And he made a graduate assistant get up on a scissor lift to film practice. The, obviously, oh my didn't God. Want to, and of course, a gust of wind hits, the scissor lift falls over, and the kid dies. Oh my God. He didn't go to jail? Bro, football coaches and college football are like, they're immune from everything. But that's why I've always hated Brian Kelly as a human being. We're, gonna, yeah, just we're just talking to, about football. We're I'm trying to see. Yeah, I'm separating the art from the artist right now. Don't, just don't, don't, don't use that line. He's not an artist. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's funny. But like, um, but yeah, so he, crazy. I think LSU is going to be a I love problem. football as art. LSU is going to yeah. be a problem. They're going to keep crazy because Louisiana, if you can just recruit every kid, who, it's not like other states. Every kid who grows up in Louisiana, every single one wants to play LSU. for LSU. Yeah. 
it's not like other schools that have multiple big programs in the same state. Yeah. Every yeah, kid exactly. that grows up there wants to play. for That's crazy. Um, okay. So I just want to, that's insane. But I, you know, I, cause I was wondering, I was like, this guy does not seem like a good culture fit at all for LSU, but that makes sense. Now what you're saying. I do just want to say one thing about Lincoln Riley. I, idol. I respect it so much. First off Levi, like, I know you don't follow college that much. Like, there was a lot of people, first off, who wanted Lincoln Riley to get the Cowboys head coaching job. Yeah, he was getting a bunch of NFL buzz. A lot of it. And, like, Lincoln Riley was like, no, I have this cushy job at Oklahoma. I don't even have to win national championships, and people love me, and I'm getting paid millions of dollars. There's so many more expectations in the NFL. So I'm just going to sit sit back and, and hang out here, Coach Oklahoma. Okay, well, now, guess what? This USC job opens up. LSU job opens up. I have three options. I could stay at Oklahoma, who's going to be joining the SEC within like five years. I could go to LSU, who's in the SEC already. Or I can just take you, go to USC and just dominate the Pac-12, one of the easier Power Five conferences. Don't have to exasperate myself. All I'm saying is people say, when things get tough, you need to put your nose to the grindstone and work hard. No, you don't need to do that. And that's why I love Lincoln Riley, because he shows that you don't have to do that. When things get hard, find an easy way out where you can still be just as successful. And I respect that. Is this guy really about it like that, where he can just have those kind of options? What's his resume? Dude, listen, they gave him the godfather offer at USC. This was the offer. 10 years, 100 mil. They bought both of his homes in Norman, Oklahoma for $500,000 over asking price on both. So that's a million dollar bonus (laughs) right there. That's a million dollar bonus right there. They're buying him and his family a $6 million uh, mansion in L.A., and they're offering he and his family 24-7 access to the private jet. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, yeah. It was the Godfather offer. But Wow. So he could have. But, yeah, Levi, he did have all, all those options. He could have. If he wanted to stay at Oklahoma, they would have kept him. If he wanted to go to LSU, they would have taken him over Brian Kelly. Obviously, he could have uh, because he went there. You no, don't think no, so? No. no, I think Brian Kelly's a better fit for LSU than Lincoln but Riley. But from everything it sounded like, it sounded like Lincoln Riley was LSU's number one choice. From everything I've been hearing, I not yeah, even reading. I haven't. I haven't seen that. I I would assume that might be that I can see that though because of the question he got in the in the press conference. But I haven't seen that. Uh, if that's the case, I think that would have been a mistake because LSU needs to dominate like the trenches and stuff. And Lincoln yeah, he's not doing that. But uh, I'm sure. Well, hypothetically, they maybe would have taken him. It sounds like he at least could have gone there. And then yeah, he could have potentially gone to the Cowboys too. I don't even think he interviewed with them, but they wanted to interview him. So yeah, he's got it like that. I guess I didn't know that that was his offer. That's crazy. I don't know if the uh, Cowboys are always making the best decisions. So I don't think yeah. there's a bar we should hold like <laughs> relevant decisions to. You know. Um, all right. So let's keep it moving, Nile. What are the key, I guess, give us like the two to three key games that we have to look out for this championship weekend. Okay. Well, everyone is obviously knows that SEC championship this week is an all-timer. You got 12-0, and 0, number one, Georgia, against 11-1, number three, Alabama. So um, if Bama loses, are they still in the playoffs? I think the only way Bama could lose and still be in the playoffs would be like quadruple overtime or something. Oh, so if they lose, they're most likely not going to be in the playoffs. Yeah, if they lose, they should be out. Unless it was like Whoa. a... Yeah, unless they got absolutely like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I don't really see them making if they lose. If they lose twenty-seven twenty in a normal regulation game, no, they're they're done. That's crazy. All right. So if Bama loses, who's? I guess we'll go through it. But yeah, so I'll go so. through it. So they, they, Georgia wins, they're in. Georgia loses, they're in. Bama wins, they're in. So let's do uh, the next one. Michigan number two against Iowa in the Big Ten championship. Michigan wins, they're in. And they number- should win. That shouldn't be hard. 
I mean, yeah, they're 11 point favorites. They should wax Iowa, but I'm, you never know. You never know. That, yeah. Weird conference. Cincinnati, number four, hosting number 21, Houston, um, in the uh, American Athletic Conference championship game. Like I said, they're hosting. So they get to play it at home in that conference when they are the better seed. Okay, okay. They win, they're in. I don't see a world in which Cincy gets left out if they win because Houston really? is a good opponent. And yeah, they're I don't not see power C- five, right? Um, actually, no, there's one world where Cincy gets left out. One possible world. He, my, Michigan wins. Oklahoma State beats Baylor. Oklahoma State's number five. Georgia loses to Bama. That's the only way I could see Cincy dropping out is they would jump Oak State over Cincy. If Georgia wins, I don't see Cincy being left out. So if Georgia wins, you think it would be Georgia's in. If Michigan wins, they'll be in. If Cincy wins, they'll be in. And if Oklahoma State wins, they'll be in. So if Oklahoma if State somehow, loses. If somehow Oklahoma State loses and maybe uh, Bama loses, then Notre Dame – Notre Dame without a head coach could go to the playoff without Brian Kelly, which is the situation I've kind of cheering for. I want them to win it all without Brian Kelly. So if they win it all, does Brian Kelly get a ring? He does, but Brian Kelly literally left because he didn't think he he basically doesn't think he can win an Astro Championship at Notre Dame. Because of the academic standards and stuff there, and they just don't think they can recruit. I just don't get why these coaches don't wait until the end of. Bowl season because recruiting. If he's going to dude, there's they changed it used to be there's only a signing day in February. Now there's a two signing days. There's a, now an early signing day on December like 14th every year. So, oh, so you need to try to two weeks bro, of recruiting he, in. He's probably already in Baton Rouge and he's probably going tomorrow to uh to recruit. College football's crazy. Um, all right. So who's wow. your projected t- four that you think it's gonna be? Give it to us in order. Uh I think Georgia wins, probably. So Georgia's one. Um, Michigan wins, they'll stay two. Cincy wins and Oklahoma State wins and Oklahoma State probably jumps Cincy and goes third and Cincy stays fourth and plays Georgia in the first. Okay. And is Cincy not, they're non-power five. Correct. Are they going to be in the big 12 soon, but they're Is this the first non-power, if they make it, would this be the first non-power, non-power five team to make it to? Yeah. The playoff. I mean, as long as you don't count. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yeah. I was going to say, if you don't count Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. Um, So I guess since the year's almost wrapping up, I was this was I was hoping was going to be an interesting question in terms of who the Heisman winner is in your mind, but after checking the odds, it seems like it's just resounding. I don't get. It, it I don't like get this. Go to Bryce Young. I don't get this. Tell what? Yeah, what's your? Piece? I just don't think anyone is pulled away. I don't get why he's Bryce Young is minus two hundred. Like why he's the odds on favorite. No one's pulled away. I guess he had that good drive at the end of the Auburn game. He's not on the list, but Will Anderson is the be- He's not, is better than Bryce Young. Is that the coastal quarterback? No, oh, no, he's all, he's the do everything linebacker for uh, Bama who has like 30 tackles for a loss and like 11, 12. Yeah, he's insane. I can't wait. Is he going to be draft eligible? Yeah, he's going to go probably top five. Oh, I can't wait to see. I love he's Bama. The I, feel like, I feel like that could be a good strategy by like books to, you know, get some guys that don't really know like you do, Niall, get them to lock it in and then just pull back the odds. I mean, do you remember how much <laughs> Trey Lance fluctuated last season? Yeah. Like, like before the draft? The pick of where he was going? Down. Yeah, I I honestly have no clue who win the Heisman. I mean, I guess wow. this is saying Bryce Young, but this is there's Aiden like no Hutchinson. clear. I don't get how Matt Corral is plus eighteen hundred and Kenny Pickett's plus twelve hundred. I feel like they should, should. I feel like they should be cl- like in the top four with CJ Stroud and Bryce Young. Probably That's crazy. I do want to take one one note just because Levi and I were talking about this earlier. Pretty much the funniest exchange I've ever seen on not exchange, but it's one of the funniest running things I saw on Twitter was talking about Aiden Hutchinson. And basically, everyone was joking about how people were like, is Aiden Hutchinson MAGA? Like, is he a MAGA guy? And people were like, 
Um, like he better be like, if he's MAGA first, I want him as my first overall pick, like hands down. And then basically it was like, people looked at his followers and it was all that he followed like Candace Owens and like another, like super far right account. And everyone was like, book it like first yeah. overall easy. And one of my favorite tweets is just, if my, if my white D lineman is not questioning the election results, I don't want him. And as someone who's extremely liberal, I agree with that 100%. If you're a, if you're a, if you're a white D lineman and you're liberal, that means you're soft. Agreed. So it means I don't want you on my football team. So except for a couple exceptions, maybe, but like, I'm just going to run through this. Both the Bosa brothers, both fall have been caught following like savages, alt-right mm-hmm. MAGA accounts. Guess what? You would have Nasty. them on your football team in a heartbeat. Heartbeat. Derek Wolf, not the biggest name guy, but was a, a solid D lineman on that Denver Broncos D line. One of the greatest D lines in NFL history. He's been a, just a, a perennial professional solid D lineman. When, um, after the, when all those like protests for George Floyd were breaking out, I remember him tweeting, uh, something along the lines of like, if you don't like it, you're why don't you all leave. And I was like, you know what? That's a fucking, that's an all pro right there. That's an all pro. And Aiden Hutchinson at this point, I want the Falcons to do anything they can to draft him first overall. Anything we can, honestly thoughts. I'll let, I'll let Levi take this one. <laughs> yeah. Levi, I see you laughing <laughs> in the background, bro. What's going on? I oh, like you, it. I like it. I like the theory, dude. Some Husker guys, dude. Some guys that just been eating cornbread corn, their whole life. Just corn fed. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I went to school with a couple guys like that, man. Guys that just like teacher, teachers like, hey, can I get some help? And they just, first thing they do, 10 chairs. You know what I mean? You're like, well, geez, <laughs> we, just, we just found our nose tackle. You know what I mean? You went so. to school with Nick Fitzgerald. Granted, he's not a D lineman, but if if Nick Fitzgerald was a good guy, you think he was going to have the edge to make it to Texas A&M? No. No, no. I forgot you went to school with Nick Fitzgerald. Yeah, he was good. He was a, he was good. He was pretty mobile. I saw him leap. Terrible guy. guy. Pretty. Yeah, he wasn't my favorite guy, but that's all right. We're not here for that. We're not here. No, for but that. we are here for that because the worst guy boost that boost that draft stock. If I learned anything from football, so oh, yeah. yeah, Aiden Hutchinson first overall. If I find out that like he has, if if I find any pictures of him in a MAGA hat. Or anything like that. Like, I mean, if he was at the Capitol January 6th, he should be getting a $100 million rookie contract. Because <laughs> you want to know what? If he's going to dedicate himself to some crazy theoretical online cause, imagine how hard he'll dedicate himself to your football team. <laughs> if this man will wake up at 6 a.m. to drive to the Capitol in D.C., I guarantee you he's not missing a single 8 a.m. workout. I guarantee you that right now. <laughs> so I've said my piece. That's all I have to say. Place your bet on Aiden Hutchinson. What is that? Talking college football plus, plus twelve hundred Aiden Hutchinson Eisman. That's talking college football, baby. All right. Um, speaking of that, you know, uh, there's um, a mayoral election of Atlanta going on right now. Go vote. I think it actually may have ended yesterday. It was um, yesterday. So it already ended. So you, uh, this was recorded yesterday, guys. <laughs> I know I said Wednesday, but it was, it's Tuesday. Um, all right, so let's get into it. Levi, this is what you came here for. Let's get into the NFL. All right, so first off, Niall and I are going to talk about our favorite team real quick. And um, how are we feeling about the Falcons? Psych, just kidding. We have Levi here. Levi's a Pats fan. Niall and I are honorary Pats fans. So instead of oh, doing no. our Falcons <laughs> check-in every Good week, heads, no. instead no. of saying, it's time to oh, check in on our New England Patriots. It's time this to check in on surprise. our New England Patriots. <laughs> Fuck the Falcons. Okay. 
Leave our my, New England Patriots. Levi, how are we feeling about our New England Patriots right now? Once again, who did we beat up on again this past week? The Titans. We just took a shit down the Titans' Bums. throat. Bums. All right, yes, now we we're going to be yes, marching into Buffalo. It's Mac Jones' first game in Buffalo, but he doesn't care. Mac Jones doesn't care of anything. He's a fucking man. All right, so Levi, the how are you feeling about the Pats open, right now? The disrespect to open the line at plus three against the Pats really irks me, and I can't wait to just place – a lot of money, as much as I can afford on that. You didn't do that like as today as, before it changes. Right. So, I mean, we're feeling good, guys. I, I, I mean, but at the same time, it's normalcy. You, you know what I'm saying? Because oh, I know, bro. I, I know what you it, mean. It's getting back to tradition. It's like you do Christmas every year. You know, my birthday is usually on the Super Bowl weekend. It's just yeah. sitting there one out of two times, you know, it's, it's <laughs> Super Bowl. You know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, it's so, like, you know, Christmas was weird the past couple of years because of COVID, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why our, in terms of Christmas, with the, in terms of the Pats being equated to Christmas, that's why the Pats last couple of seasons were a little weird too, you know, a little COVID, but guess what? Yeah, we're back. It's time for tradition. Yeah, we, we heat up at the perfect time. Have you guys seen these stack comparisons between Mac Jones and Tom Brady when they were both coming in? Oh, it, it's just I bet perfect. Mac is better as a rookie. Actually, he is. The only stat that I saw him as a loss in, which isn't really on him, is the team win-loss ratio. It was 9-3 and three versus 8-4. and four. But uh, Mac was better. Yeah, Mac was better in all the other stats. So, I mean, I, I'm excited, but, you know, I don't want to stay on that too long. You know, I'll talk your ear off about that. Now, how are you feeling about our Pats? Let's, let's, let's go around the horn here. Look, I feel good. Our defense Long-term is dominant. fans. Yeah, our, our defense is dominant right now. Um we're winning both lines of scrimmage, which is what you want to see. Our rookie QB is not making mistakes, but he's more than a game manager. He seems to be, you know, when you need a big throw, throw, throw a really nice touchdown pass to Kendrick Bourne. Uh, I think the week before, you know, he just, each week it seems like he's getting a little better. He threw a really nice one to Hunter Henry. Also, we spent all that money in the offseason, and all of our offseason moves are working. Literally Hunter every Henry, single one except for Jalen Mills. Kendrick Bourne. Correct. Jalen Mills recovered a fumble this week, guys. So yeah, yeah, yeah look, that's look, folks, yeah. look, folks. Don't talk down. I mean, everybody's <laughs> playing their part, you know. Don't talk loud, Sharif. But uh, <laughs> come on. Honestly, no, I'm feeling good. I'm a little bit worried about the Monday night game. Um, Don't be. Have faith. Yeah, I'm just worried nah, about. The we've weather. been here before. Yeah, I'm worried about the wind, the weather, all Many that. Times. You know, this oh, is when we th- the wind, the weather. That's Are where we flourish. Me? That's where we thrive. That's where we flourish. Come on. Come on, don't we're gonna worry. See, we're don't gonna worry see. We're gonna see. We're gonna see Mark, Mac Jones' arm strength. Oh, we're about I'm, to find out. Uh, Mac we're Jones. About to find out. Hey, I, I, I found out enough. I'm faithful. I'm not worried. We're gonna go into Buffalo. We're I'm gonna, gonna end up taking dub. Pat's money line. Don't get me wrong. Pat's everything. I would I'm, like yeah. to see the wide receivers keep up how they've been blocking because that has just aided the run game in a way that you could about have that. never asked for. And I'm not receivers. Pat's receivers block. Come out the oh. womb blocking. Everybody gets involved, and that's what I love. That's what I love. Yeah, I mean, it's just football is a team sport, and the reason I've been a long, a long-term Pats fan my entire life is because it's a, it's the epitome of a, of a team. Everyone does their job, chips in, and the best thing about it is that Bill's not like a, hey, we're a team, don't show any emotion. No, we're going to be a team, and then when we score a touchdown or after the game and we get it done, we go in the locker room, we're going to be hype, and we're going to celebrate as a team because we're having fun. We're having hard fun. work all week. We should have fun on Sundays. Exactly. So it's what it's all about. And as Bill Simmons call, calls it, we have the thinking man's Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. 
with Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson have a great duo. Yeah, I mean, Niall and I talked about this last week. One of my favorite things about football is just watching a team control the line of scrimmage because that's just how you objectively play smart, good football, and that's what the Pats do. So, Niall, now we can actually go ahead. How are you feeling about the Falcons after this dub against the Jags? Unfortunately, we're still in the playoff picture. I'm going to say my piece. I'm I'm still done. I'm tired of it. And it, we have two embarrassing losses in a row. We get one win against the Jags, and then I see all these Falcons fans like, oh, my hope's alive. Like, we couldn't make the playoffs. I'm like, well, fuck off. It was one win against the Jags. I'm, I'm mad, and I'm done. <laughs> Niall, are you optimistic? You know what? I've been really optimistic all year. I'm going to save my optimism this week. For if we beat the Bucks, if we can beat the Bucks and upset them at home on Sunday, then I will get excited. But for now, I'm with you. It's just the Jags. We're doing a better job than last year, at least, of beating the bad teams on our schedule. We're seeming to do a good job of that. Um, so that's a good start, at least in in a rebuild. So that beat the teams that you're better than. We're doing that. Honestly, like we have no offensive weapons uh, outside of Cordero Patterson. We have Kyle Pitts uh, a rookie, but he just doubled Pitts. every game. It's not his fault. Well, yeah, exactly. So he can't be a. He's literally getting doubled because. The other options behind him are Tajay Sharp, Olalade, Zacchaeus, Russell Gage. Russell we're Gage. Throwing to, oh, we were throwing to fire some. going off. Proper yeah, fire we were, safety, though. We respect it. We were throwing to some. Uh, to some fullback. Oh, like I don't Kenny even know Smith, number forty, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, that's where we're at. So, uh, we'll keep it brief. Uh, we talked a lot about college football, but that's where I'm at with the Falcons. If we beat the Bucks, then I'll get excited. Yeah, exactly. Well, there we you go. Have that, I, you have that young cornerback. Um, AJ, oh, yeah. we, no, we have the three best players in the NFL. We have Cordell Patterson. We have young way Q and we have AJ Terrell. Hey, Arthur Smith said that he thought that Cordero Patterson reminded him of Derrick Henry. And that speaks volumes. Honestly, that's he, coached, he coached Derrick Henry. Yeah. I don't buy much into that, but that's funny. I like Come that. On. I mean, Cordell said the way he runs. He said the way that's he fair. Runs. He runs strong. Um, <laughs> Levi, is there a fire going on? If you have to go tend to it, Niall, I will cover you for you, cover for you for a couple of minutes. Um, but I just want to say about Arthur Smith in terms of, yeah, I love what Niall said. Like we're beating the teams we're supposed to beat. And all I'm going to say is no one could figure out Cordell Patterson until offensive guru, Arthur Smith got a chance to really, to really pop under the hood and see what's going on. So that's just another thing that makes me optimistic about Arthur Smith as a coach, but Let's go ahead. Let's get into our week 12 questionnaire. Let's uh, let's fire up some of these awards. And so we'll start off the Hezzy Hay Award. So, Levi, the Hezzy Hay Award. Oh, this was a, a team tough you one. thought you knew, but they hit you with the Hezzy Hay, and now you're not sure how you feel about them. Could be good or bad. Uh, um, uh, Niall, I'll let you decide. Actually, Levi, you're the guest. Do you want to go first, or do you want Niall to go first? I'll let Niall take it away. I don't want. I don't, I don't want to take anyone's thunder. <laughs> Too good of a guy. All right, my hezzy head is the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Mm. I was finally starting to believe in the Philadelphia Eagles. I put my financial backing behind the Philadelphia Eagles. They were on a nice win streak, looking to get to five hundred. Pretty easy game, right? We're going to New York, play the Giants. They're three and seven. We're probably gonna have a lot of Eagles fans there, and they look terrible. Um, they rushed decently, but they could not pass the ball. Uh, Jalen Hurts got sacked three times, or sorry, threw three picks, got sacked. His QBR was 17.3 out of 100. His passer rating was 17.5 out of like 153. So terrible game. Jalen Hurts took two steps back. He has, he hate us. 
the entire team has he hated us. Most importantly, Jalen Rieger has he hated uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. They took him over Justin Jefferson, and he is absolute garbage. He's a terrible receiver. I just he want to say important passes. He did has he hated them in the sense that he like is not good. That was one of those things, like in the moment, though. Everyone was yeah. like, "Wait, who Everyone just got like, drafted what? over what? Justin Jefferson?" Jalen Rieger. Yeah, it was almost like a similar reaction that we all had when the Cowboys he was like an insane athlete at TCU, like insane athlete. But I didn't. I mean, that was what he, he was like. Tavon Austin. Uh, Tavon Austin didn't really work out. Yeah, it, it's a similar I reaction. Get really. No, sorry, on. I always get really excited about these guys that are like physical, you know, physical specimens. Because yeah. I mean, I remember DK Metcalf coming in. I was like, I'm sold. You know, I'm sold. Yeah. And I know they're not they're not the same guy. They're not the same guy, but I'm saying just like you said, Niall, I was like, man, this guy's got everything. I was honestly excited. Has he hey? He sucks. I still I think DK is gonna be sick, but yeah, no, I, I agree. That's that's crazy. I will say one of us here did not get Hezzy Hay by the Eagles. One of us here constantly has thought they were bad, and I bet on the Giants. Yeah, that was a good pick by you. So home dogs. Very good pick. Love a good home dog. And they fired Jason Garrett, who and that's another reason why I was like, maybe their offense will look better. It did not at all. But what you were saying about Jalen Rager, the reaction we had with him and Justin Jefferson getting drafted, it's the same reaction we all had when they signed Jason Garrett as the OC. Everyone was like, what? That's a, did you never watch him ever, even though you played him twice a year? Um, so, Levi, who's your Hezzy Hey? So, immediately, my mind went to the Eagles. But after kind of looking at it, the person that I was really surprised was the Panthers. The mm. Panthers got just absolutely, and I get it, and I know that Miami is hot, but 33 to 10, the line opened at minus one and a half for the Panthers. I yeah, was not expecting insane. that. And I know I know you can say a lot, Christian McCaffrey got hurt, that happens, but I've seen them win games. I don't know, no Sam Darnold, I guess the team's a little different. Cam Newton was like five for 24, I think. Went back to pass Cam Newton. Oh, I mean, and that was, I mean, think about it. It was a short, it was kind of like the same thing in a smaller sample size. He looked good at first. You get excited. And then, I mean, yeah, you know the rest. And then just has a comedic stat one. Um, For my team, I picked the Cowboys, but specifically Dan Quinn. Now everyone's been talking about that defense. It's looking good. Fucking took a fat dump on the Falcons. Um, And so like, everyone's like, oh man, like this is looking like a really complete team. Uh, minus that one loss to the Broncos. Like, you know, everyone has a blemish on their record this year. Who cares? Uh, they're looking good. The defense is solid. No, they lose 36 to 33. At I want to say it was at home against the Raiders. It's not even that they lost to the Well, it is that they lost to the Raiders. You should not lose to the Raiders right now. But you let up 36 points to the Raiders. 36 points. That's inexcusable if you're supposed to be competing for a Super Bowl this year. So they has he hate me. I thought they were much better than this. Yeah, that was that that was a real Thanksgiving ruiner having the boys money line or teased or anything. Yeah. I do like Micah Parsons as an edge rusher. Oh, but now that we're talking about yeah, I will say Shiv and I were watching it uh, and literally every defensive play, like Micah Parsons, Micah Parsons, it was unreal. Uh, he flashed on 90% of plays, it felt like. I tweeted, yeah. I said, I've seen enough. Like, get, send this man to Canton right yeah. now. Can He's you please fit him for his gold jacket? Yeah, fit him for his gold jacket and make his bust. Like, Micah Parsons, uh, he plays the edge rusher. He plays that linebacker position. Like, he like he flies around. He's involved in every play. I mean, they got – like, they definitely got their, like, X-Factor blue tripper guy right there in that draft. So, we'll go ahead and move on. A new award. A new award. Our parental unit award, a.k.a. the I'm not mad – I'm just disappointed award. 
So Niall went first last time. Levi, who do you have for us this time? I don't I don't want to give this one because I I'm not mad. I really am disappointed. And that's the whole it's that's perfect. The problem. That's the problem here. The Seahawks, undoubtedly. Yeah. I I you know, you know, Sharif, I love the Seahawks. That's just an NFC team that that's I really like. your second like. favorite team. You have family it up is. in Seattle. I love the stadium. Yeah, I love I love the fans. Have you been? I yeah, I have. And I was, Have you been to the stadium? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was sick. awesome. It was wonderful. Oh, it was wonderful. It's so loud. It's it's amazing. I wish I had better seats, but the Seahawks <laughs> really decimated like the last hope I had. I think a big problem with it has been that normally Seahawks are just known for pound the rock. Chris Carson's that guy who can get you a lot of yards per carry. And now they have Alex Collins in there and he is just driving for nothing. And it's first one and 10, they run the ball, second and nine, two. And if they don't get it, it's a three and out every time. And I hate it. I'm not mad. I'm just I'm, I'm so glad that you brought the Seahawks up. I, I had something written for this in my doc later in case we didn't get to the Seahawks, but I'm glad we're getting to it now. First off, after the season, the Russ Carroll era is done. Pete Carroll might stay, but Russ, will, there's no way he resigns to the Seahawks. There's no way. But one thing that I've noticed from the Seahawks that's atrocious, it's just that their O-line might be worse than the Falcons. Not might be. Their O-line is worse than the Falcons. Their O-line is non-existent. If you stop the Seahawks on second down, it's, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Agreed. I've, it's insane. I remember watching that game against the football team, and I'm not even joking. I, I should have checked. I swear to God, they had a 0.1% third down conversion. I've never seen anything disgusting. like it. It's disgusting. So, Nile, any thoughts on, on, on the Seahawks, Levi's has he had? Um, I mean, or not I, wasn't really, I wasn't really a big believer in them, so I, I couldn't unit. be disappointed. Um, I, I remember we were all texting Monday morning, and I was like, I hate that all the trends point to the Seahawks because I just didn't like them. But I went with them because I'm a believer in math, and the math let me down. I really liked him because I was like, you know what? Russ shook that stink off after coming back um, early from the injury. Like, the team is bad, but sometimes Pete Carroll, he's, he's really bad. just finding a grimy way to win. I noticed that with the finger, it seems like he can throw the deep ball fine, but he can't throw, like, precision shorter the passes. Short and intermediate ones. Yeah. Maybe that's why their third down is non-existent. Their third down plays are just non-existent. Like every time they had third down, it could be third one or third and eight. They had no chance. It was it was hard to watch. Um, the only third down I remember them converting is when Russ like had just had to run the ball like four yeah. yards and almost got absolutely decked. Um, so yeah, Niall, what about you? So here's my thing. Minnesota Vikings and Kirk Cousins. I- I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. So that's a game. On the road at the Niners, you got a chance to move to six and five and cement yourself at a pretty high wild card spot. And the Vikings just let us down. They had a lead, they had multiple early leads and just blew it. They just blew the game. Kirk Cousins throws the pick. Kirk Cousins probably could have been picked off once or twice more. 32 QBR, got sacked, 238 yards. Just not a great game from him. And they just got run all over. They let up 133 yards for Elijah Mitchell. Debo ran for this. Like Debo and Elijah combined for 200 yards on him. So I'm just pretty disappointed in the Vikings. I'm disappointed in myself for believing in the Vikings. They're just the team that like they've lost every. They've had at least a seven point lead in every single game. So I want to believe they're good, but they're five and six. So they can't be that good. Yeah, I mean your record is what you says you are. So says you are. So yeah, 
That's fair. Makes me think of the old school Chargers with Philip Rivers. Oh my gosh. Get these yeah. games close and just can't close them out. Good close record near 0.5 and just can't close them out. Uh, I I couldn't agree more. I mean, 100%. They're just they're disappointing. I have some stuff I want to say about the the uh the Vikings, but I'm going to get to that in a second. Um mine is the Chargers. I'm I'm not mad, I'm just so disappointed. So I are. I had so much love for the Chargers going on like two years going out of internship tom telesco freaking the gm of the chargers um like talked to us thought he was a super cool guy and even outside of that i just loved the vision i felt like they were making a lot of good signings i had this sick rookie quarterback you know they have great weapons for him they're drafting Rashawn slater they got the one center from the packers um i think like lindsley or whatever is their center now and he was like, amazing on the packers last year um and i think they even got like Bak- not backyard Bulaga, who is old though i don't think he's as good as it used to be um it's just, it's tough. Like, it's tough. I, I really thought they were going to be good. And then they're just so unpredictable. Like, they're so unpredictable. They lose 13-28 against Denver. And then, I mean, I can't remember who the Chargers are playing this week. I remember looking at it earlier, though, and I genuinely was just like, oh, yeah, they're playing the Bengals. And, like, I think the Bengals should win that. But I'm like, well, the Chargers easily could, like, turn up and win that game. I don't – they're so unpredictable. It's so annoying. But – I think they are predictable now. They're just not good. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They I are think predict- you got thrown off their scent because I, they beat fair. the Steelers in a shootout on Sunday night. The Why Steelers are you awful. barely beating the Steelers? Yeah. At home on a Sunday night. You're right. Night? You're right. You're right. I just, this is the issue though. I can't, I need to get mad at them. I can't get can't mad. I'm just them. disappointed. Them. They're, they're my child, you know? Um, I'm just, I'm disappointed. So I hope they get better. Maybe not this season, but soon. And it's just disappointing to watch. Um, that and I, yeah, I meant to say this too. I was talking about third downs with the Seahawks in the sense that if you get the Seahawks to a second down, it's done. The Chargers are addicted to third downs. I was watching that game against the Broncos, they hate moving the ball on first and second down, and then love having to just dig themselves out of a hole on third down. Because a lot of times I was watching the game, third and eight. They're not moving the ball at all. Third and eight, 14-yard play. I'm like, okay, chunk play. The only issue is that your chunk plays only come on third down. Yeah. It's, it's thrilling. I love it. Oh, <laughs> thrilling. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> It's so fun to watch. watch. They are addicted to third downs. I've never seen anything like it. They Brandon Staley legitimately has an issue. Um, kink. Remember, yeah, he has a third down kick. It's crazy. <laughs> Um, I, I heard that's why their OC had requested a box by himself and he just sits there and just fucking gets in the third down and, and, and I'm not even going to paint the visual. Um, we're all so, yeah. <laughs> so his, his private booth looks like Randy, that one episode of South park where they lost the internet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? That was just a ghost. It was just a ghost. It was just a ghost. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, all right. So next award, our Mr. Consistent award winner. I normally don't do this, but I'm going to start off here just because my Mr. Consistent is, the same as Niles' last award. My Mr. Consistent is Kirk Cousins for consistently giving us hope, getting into close games, and then finding ways to comedically blow the game. So a lot of times it can be a funny pick, a funny interception. Yeah. Maybe um, he gets like sacked and like, not even like strip sack, but he just gets sacked and like loses the ball in the funniest way. Fumble, uh, game's over. This time, Kirk is like, I got something for y'all. I got something for y'all deep in my bag. I'm going to be running the two-minute drill, hurry up offense, and I'm going to line up under my right guard and then have Alexander Madison 
tell me that I'm lined up onto the wrong person and then that force my team to call a timeout. Oh. That was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. So my Mr. Consistent is the Vikings and Kirk Cousins for consistently going up seven, blowing the game, and letting us know that your record is who you said. I'm struggling right now with that. You are who you who you Niall, help me out here. You is you is what your record says you is. No, you are what you, <laughs> you are what your record says you are. <laughs> you are what your record says you are. Why is it such a tongue twister? You thing? is what you are. Record says you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right, that's that's what I meant. That was hilarious. Um, that was beating your ass. <laughs> it really was. I feel like we have one of those episodes. There's something episode. that I just need to say, and I'm just getting worked by it. Um, all right. Nile, give us yes. your uh, Mr. Consistent. I feel like I come on here every week and I give you the same one, and it's probably going to keep happening. It's the Packers. They're so oh. damn consistent. Give us. A, can you think of an individual? Yes. I'll, I'll let me let me give you another one. Levi, you go while Nile thinks. Levi, go. I'll give you someone else. But right. you're right though. The Packers are consistently <laughs> disgusting. I mean, look, man. They're just. This is why I bet on them. This is why I bet on us because I was like, I'm tired of not betting on the Packers. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I have a oh. Mr. Consistent. All right, the all right, Lions. The there Lions. There you go. Every week, they're like the Nebraska of the NFL right now. They find a new way to lose a close game every week. This week, it's their coach not knowing that you can't call back-to-back timeouts and getting a 10-yard penalty. Uh, I mean, dude, it's got to be the Lions. They consistently yeah. find ways to snatch defeat from the trials of victory. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Um, Levi. Um, I would say it's obviously going to be Pats, but I would also like to throw in the Saints because the Saints are consistently unpredictable. Oh, and that's what I like about consistently them. Consistently inconsistent. Every time I think I've got them nailed down, they just, you know, it's like, I, I just can't, I can't hold on. It's like an eel in water. Uh, so it's either them. Eel, I've the been Pats, there. I have been there. Yeah, let me tell we you. We all have. Trying hey, to grab an eel have. in the water. As we all have, but the Pats are probably the most consistent team of the last five to six weeks. Uh, everybody's just doing their job, and that's all I can really say. There you go. We've all been there. We try to grab an eel of water. We try to grab a skunk in a shed. As much as you can. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, um, I like that. You had the the Pats for just being consistently good and on the uptick, controlling the line of scrimmage. Then you have the Saints for being consistently um, unpredictable and having no idea if they're going to Yeah, I looked. I just looked at it. The Saints went win loss, win loss, then three straight wins, then four straight losses. Like, oh my god! You see what I mean? That's insane. You can't nail. You can't nail that down. That's so insane. I, I would have to. I mean, the Saints are just you. Can't, you don't know what you're getting. You every time you think you have it, you don't. And I love it. I'll, I'll I'll finish the ride. I got on the roller coaster, so I'll finish it till week seventeen. <laughs> so I love eighteen. It. 18. 18. Correct. You're right. Sorry. Biggest season it's ever. all right. It's right. New year. So we're going to have our stock, stock, stock up award winner. So for this one, I was going to be just stock, but I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm buying stock in the team. Like maybe I'm physically buying stock in the team. Maybe I want to stock up on this team for the cold winter. You know, the playoffs are coming cold winter months. If I have to pick one team to stock up on that, I think will help me survive through the winter, this is the team I'm stocking up on. Or if I need nourishment, if I need to boil the team and make a nice stock and give myself a nice nourishing stock, which team do I think has the most nourishment in terms of W's, you know, which team do I think will fill me up the most? So this is our stock, stock, stock up award, our, our stock cubed award. So Levi, 
or no, not Levi. Levi. Levi, who's your stock, stock, stock up award, baby? I would have to go 49ers. Easy peasy. The 49ers, you're talking about a team that has all the right things they need to win games. That's the 49ers. Okay. They just need to close out the big ones. That's all there is. They actually have a good chance. The NFC is considerably work weak versus the NFC, the AFC. The AFC is a very strong division. I think the Washington football team is five and six and they're in the seventh and they're technically if the playoffs started tomorrow they would be in the playoffs so i I don't think you can count the 49ers out i'm i'm boiling them into my nourishing stock and i think they've got all the ingredients they need to get it done i love that he said the the the, you know they have the turkey bones they have a nice mirepoix a little rosemary I like that. I like that. He said, I'm going to make a good stock out of the 49ers. It needs to last me through the winter as I'm digging for gold out there. Correct. You know, a little historical San Fran 49er reference for uh, for you kids out there. Niall, what about you? Who's your stock, stock, stock up award winner? Look, I think when you're trying to pick which stock you're going to buy and you're trying to outplay the market, you want to try to get in early on the ground level, but you also want to at least have seen a positive trend up. But they haven't gotten to the the big, you know, where they're going to be down the road. Okay. Miami Dolphins give you all that. Oh! The Miami Dolphins started one and seven. And you were just like, how is this team one and seven? And then they reel off four straight wins. Albeit not against great teams. Not against great teams. They beat the Texans. Then they beat the Ravens. Good win. Then they beat the Jets and the Panthers. Not great wins. But their defense went from kind of getting thrashed to allowing 9, 10, 17, 10 points over the last four games. That's really darn good. Yep. They were supposed to have a good defense too going into the year. Yeah. So so now they're averaging what? That's like less than 12 points a game. That's insane. So I'm pretty much buying in right now. They've got the Giants this week too and the Jets the week after. That's 7-7. Seven and seven. Better, Then yeah. they play the Saints the week after. I don't think the Saints are good. That's 8-7. and seven. Then they play the Titans – not that good. That's probably nine and seven. And then maybe, maybe. And then they bookend their season with the Pats. They played in week one. Oh, that's an L. Beat them. And they play in week 18 in Miami. It's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a tough game. The Pats North- do. It's going to be a tough game for Northeastern team in January to then come down to the heat and humidity of Miami. We do hate playing Miami. I will say that. We do hate it. At we do Miami. hate playing in Miami. Especially we should have beat them. The game, week one, we should have beat them but you guys know the fumble and I don't want to talk about it yeah. anymore. I will say, I think that we beat Miami in the last game of the season, but all I'm saying is no, if, like if, they win, if we take care of business in those other three games, we got nine and eight. We're a hundred percent making the playoffs. I'm buying in right now. Tua has been playing a lot better. Also, I tweeted this out. You would have thought Tua was one of the worst QBs of all time. Based off how people talk about him in his first 15 games, he's nine and six. He has 3000, like something yards, 21 TD passes, I think like 11 TD rushes and not that many interceptions. So, you know, I don't have that tweet in front of me. I just remembered that I tweeted that, but he is nine and six in his first 15 games. He's probably going to win his next two, next three. So you're about to be looking at 12 and six to a 67 winning percentage to a, all right, there you go. All right. Two is a winner. Niall said, listen, I, it's like that scene in a Wolf of Wall Street when he's selling penny stocks. He's like, I have a small, lucrative technology firm based out in in, in Miami on, on the offshore in Coral Beach. And trust me, they're they're young, they're unknown, but they're hungry. They're hungry and they're on the uptick. So that's how Niall feels about them right now. For me, 
I love that we all had different definitions. Levi had stock as if he's he's making a nice stock to nourish his body. Now I was talking about stock market, you know, make some money. And mine is, is, is stock up. I'm stocking up on this team for the winter. It's cold. It gets cold in the winter. It's it sometimes it's hard to survive those chilled months. So who better to stock up with than than a team who is tried and true through the winter? That's the Green Bay Packers. Yep. So I looked at I, I walked into the store the other day, aka Bavada.lv. I walked into the store the other day <laughs> and I was like, hold on, hold on. Y'all are selling me. Y'all have all these Packers in stock versus the Rams, and it's plus three. Plus three versus the ramp. I'm stocking up for the winter. I know that this deal, if I walk into the store a week from now, this, this deal will last. not be here. It won't last. I need to stock up on all this as much as I can for the winter so I, I can survive the free, the incoming freeze. So I'm like, hold on, hold on. Y'all are selling me Packers plus three right now versus the Rams? I would love to stock up on that as much as I can, please and thank you. And guess what? It, it, it is a successful uh, shopping haul, and I think I'm going to be uh, surviving the freeze this upcoming winter because – I'm stocking up on on cheese and ivermectin, baby, because I am I am with the Packers. I'm with the Packers right now. We we're looking go. like a good a good team, so I'm stocking up on the Packers. Love 100%. it. One hundred percent. Give me that that. Uh, it's like they actually found a way to mix it. They mix like cheese whiz and ivermectin in the same bottle, so it comes out like a little cheese whiz ivermectin ivermectin mix. It's the Aaron Rodgers edition. So yeah, give me the Packers. Is that how you pronounce it? I want to say that's how you pronounce it. Ivermectin. I don't know what yeah. I don't know yeah. what that is. You guys don't know what ivermectin is? I do, I do. I don't. Oh, that's don't. the that's the horse dewormer that Aaron Rodgers is eating to immunize himself <laughs> from COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm stocking up on some green bay cheddar and some ivermectin, baby. <laughs> Did um, you say immunize? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that, there you go. That's how he immunized himself from COVID. So yeah, there we go. Um, let's keep it moving. Our week 12 taco moment of the week. I'm just going to go ahead and say mine first. Cause once again, this one has already been mentioned, but Niall, I wanted to say Kirk here, but I use Kirk for Mr. Consistent. So my taco moment was Dan Campbell. Niall had already mentioned it. Dan Campbell, the lions. Not bad. No, no, no. Don't apologize. Um, so I saw this tweet. It said, so out of a timeout, the Lions didn't get lined up right, called another timeout, which is against the rule, so it was a penalty, then gave up the first down anyway. And then they almost got caught with too many men on the field in the next play, <laughs> which is a tweet from Chris Burke at Chris Burke NFL. Fire. Just yeah. dumpster fire. So that's my taco moment of the week. Um, Levi, what's yours? Or Niall? Well, I don't know. Mine, mine was already mentioned as well, but sometimes the obvious things can't be overstated. Kirk lining up on the right guard absolutely blew my mind. It's something I noticed right away, and I feel like every single person besides Kirk in the entire world that was watching that game or participating in that game understood that Kirk was making a complete mistake. So Alex Manders, that would have to Alex be mine. Madison. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he tried to tell him. I don't know. But Kirk is as Kirk does, and, you know, that's exactly – that's why you had him as Mr. Consistent. And that's because those are the kind of mistakes that he's going to make. And you can always count on it. And I love it. Niall, what about yourself? So I'm going to take, it's, it's not totally a talk moment, but it's an awesome opportunity to tell a funny story. So apparently last week in like during the week, the, this group of like, I think either high school or college age kids made a group text 
And one of the numbers, they just put the wrong number in the number that they put was Sean Murphy bunting of the Buccaneers and Leonard Fournette or the guy is like, dude, I'm, do you guys know who I am? This is an like, amazing story. He's like, he's like, I, I play for the Bucks. So like, all right, sure, dude. And he like sends a picture like, yeah, that's Photoshop. So then he FaceTimes them. He's like, all right, do you believe me now? And they're like, oh, they're like, oh, and Leonard Fournette walks by and Leonard Fournette sees this. And apparently he's just the funniest dude ever. And Leonard Fournette thinks this is the funniest thing he's ever seen. Right. Yeah. So he takes the phone. He's going around the, the, the Bucks facility, like introducing these kids all to all the players, Mike Evans, all these guys. And then he's like, y'all want to meet Tom Brady? Gronk too. <laughs> and they're, yeah, Gronk. He's like, y'all want to meet Tom Brady? And they're like, what? They're freaking out. So he's going to meet Tom Brady. And it turns out he's in a QB meeting that won't get out for like another 10 to 15 minutes. And Fournette just stays on the phone with them outside the room for another 10 to 15 minutes. Just this hangs, is amazing. Talks to them, waits for Brady to come out and then gives the Brady the phone and they all get to meet Tom Brady. That's, so that's so just the coolest funny. story ever. Yeah. All because, it's a so, taco moment. In the sense taco they, because they put the wrong they, number in. So like, yeah. But nice then it turned into you. a beautiful, beautiful yeah, moment. That's awesome. hilarious. That made me like Leonard Fournette. Like he's my favorite player. <laughs> <laughs> he just had four the week. Before, and then he had four TDs. That's just good karma. Yeah, honestly. So yeah, he's just chilling outside. The, I'm just imagining him talking to these kids. Just like for the QB room, ten minutes while he's just waiting for Tom Brady to get out. Oh my goodness, um, I love that. That that's a great one. And so, lastly, our last award of the week, another new one. This one was inspired. You know how sometimes uh, an artist's best work is after they go through their their hardest emotional turmoil. That's how that's how I came up with this question was after I just had to suffer through. Just some of the hardest football I've ever had to watch. And Niall sent a text <laughs> that actually made me feel better. It made me feel better because I was hurt. But Niall was like, you know what? We are never placing our money on this team again. They hurt us this time, but no more. We can't change. Niall didn't say this, but this is what I thought. We can't change the past. We can only change the future. And you know what? My past, it does hurt, but I can honor my past by not allowing myself to succumb to the same pitfalls in the future. So that inspired our James Spader award. For those of you who don't know, James Spader, James Spader was the lead on the hit NBC television series, The Blacklist from 2013, ran for eight seasons, never watched it. And I, I think you may have watched it for a little bit. No? no. no? All right. Someone I knew close to me was like, yo, what you should watch The Blacklist. Family, I and I never, I never did. But yeah, James Spader award winner, aka a team we're blacklisting, aka a team that we are never going to gamble on again. I think we all have the same team. Niall, you sent that text. Who, who is this team? Pittsburgh Steelers, but more importantly, it's Ben Roethlisberger. Levi, was yeah. this yours as well or no? Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Gentlemen, re- gentlemen, repeat after me. I vow not to. I vow not I to. I vow not to. Put my hard-earned money. Put my put hard-earned, hard-earned money, money. On the rapist Big Ben Roethlisberger. On the uh, on the rapist Big Ben Roethlisberger, big, that guy. Say it, Levi. <laughs> on the rapist Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> He's a All bad right. person. First of all, that's another reason we should have never met on to begin with. Uh, I'm glad he we looks terrible. Boys. He's mean, a bad yeah, person. Terrible. So reason number one, never to bet on him. They went down twenty four three. They still. went down twenty four three with a minute before halftime, and I'm like, all right, we still have a chance. You know, maybe we get a quick <laughs> drive here. Twenty four ten going to the half. You never know. He throws a pick six on the next play. That's inexcusable. That's inexcusable. So yeah, I'm not betting on them. I love, I love the Steelers. I love Mike Tomlin. Blaine Stewart is a dear, dear friend. 
He's family. I'm not betting on them again until until he's either benched. That's our friend who works for the Steelers. Yeah, until he's either benched or he's or he retires. Simple as that. And we need to hold each other accountable because it's really easy to relapse. We all know that. And the most the easiest way not to relapse is to have a support system. And you guys are my support system here. Yeah, we can get through it together. Absolutely. I mean, if I you so. if you see one of us saying, oh, guys, the Steelers are playing the Lions this week. They're playing a bad team. I think they can muck it up. That defense should prevail. No. First off, yeah, Big Ben, Nile. I, I didn't know we were going to come right out. The, the gate's hot like that. Horrible person, first and foremost. Mm. Unfortunately, we watch football, so we're probably bad people by association. Um, but, yeah, if, I, if we see them thinking, oh, their defense, guys, their defense can muck it up. Najee Harris, guys, Najee Harris. No. No, believe I say it. Just, no, just, I mean, just building off your example, though, the Lions are a team that I don't like to bet for and don't like to bet against. I just, I don't like it. Yeah. So <sighs> I just had to put that award just so we could talk about how much we absolutely hate the Steelers. I hate Ben Roethlisberger. Don't know why. I thought they were going to, what was the line? Plus three and a half versus the Bengals. Yeah. That was a joke. How do we get tricked by that? We shouldn't honestly, genuinely, we should not be like we should not just gamble on football ever again after falling for that. Bro, we 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 tailed Lombardi. We didn't believe in it. We We tailed him our we tailed him the czar. Yeah, in our czar and our I'll do it. I'll do it again. I'll do it it again. Look, two times out of three, he's right. This week it was just zero times out of three. It doesn't happen. Nah. What were they? Eagles Saints. Nope, that was no, two Eagles, weeks ago. Rams, and no nope. Chargers, Steelers, Rams, Steelers, yeah, was- Steelers, Rams, and Vikings. Which oh. I was going to take Vikings, hit. but the other two I wasn't going to take. I wasn't going to touch the Steelers Bengals games. That was a stay away for me. And I was going to take the Packers. Oh, I stayed true. I you're stayed true. With the you're a genius. This is why you're the one with the podcast, and not us. <laughs> this Correct. is why you're the one who's much more up on gambling than I am, though. <laughs> not so not this season. I'm way more down <laughs> than you this season. Percentage wise, you're probably more up than I am. Yeah, um, but I've made some dumb wise. Yeah. Soccer and live bets. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> all right. So let's move on to our week 13 preview. Um, game of the week. I think we all have the same one. Levi, what's our game of the week? Chargers. Bengals. What the hell, Levi? What, what is Chargers, wrong with you? Bengals. Shoot out. No! Fun. Our game of the week is Chargers. Pat's Bills! No. No. No? Said, no, not my Pats. I know it's going to He happen, said it's not man. the game of the week with my Pats are in it because we stomp in the office. Why is it the game exactly, of the week? Wait, hold on. Exactly, Niall. That was exactly I was going to say, why is that Chargers, not the game Bengals. of the week? No, because we're about to stop the Bills. I know the outcome. I know the outcome. <laughs> I know what's going to happen. It's not it's fun. You just messaged me out of my boots, and I yeah, love Shreve, it. Yeah, just broke his ankle. I just literally my yeah, laces like, are shattered. I knew it's like you when wanted Zion me to say. Blew up uh, his shoe when he planted too hard on yeah. it. That's what just happened to me. I got a heavy so hard I just blew up my brand new Nikes. No, dude, it's two offenses that I love watching getting into like shootouts, and I'm just hoping this turns into a huge shootout. Um have both of these guys and a lot of my fantasy players are on these two teams. So I'd love a, love a big game right here. I honestly think I could see the Bengals getting the edge, but the chargers are sneaky, just like we were saying earlier. So be careful with that one. I just want to say, I feel like this is the third time they've played against each other this season. I know it's the first, I know it's the first, I feel like this is the third. I feel like they already had that game where their kickers have each missed multiple kicks, but then one of them finally came through and won them the game. I feel like I witnessed the Chargers play the, the Bengals multiple times this season. You're right. 
But for Niall Knights, Pat's Bills, Levi yeah. clearly has been doing this longer. Niall and I are obviously we, – we try to hide it, but we are rookies in the Pat's fandom. At this point, Belichick would be ashamed of us. Levi said, I, Levi, Levi said, act like you've been there. And she's like, <laughs> Clearly, you know what, Levi? We haven't been there. Yeah. <laughs> this you is so me. much so much fodder right now that we're throwing out that Belichick would be – he'd be disappointed that we're, uh, that we're blowing up this game so much. It's just another week of football. I don't know why yeah, they're exactly. freaking out. And then it's on to the next. Wow, that was a sobering experience, Levi. Thank you. I really didn't know what it's like to be uh, a Pats fan. That's, that's insane. Oh, another – this has reminded me, like, the opposite. So, like, Niall and I new to the Pats. We have no idea how to handle ourselves or how to act. Mac Jones is new to the Pats. He knows exactly how to handle it. They asked him a Love question it. about Thanksgiving food, like what his favorite Thanksgiving food was, and he was like, oh, that's that's a personal matter. <laughs> he just did not nothing. Nothing. You can't give up anything. What? You can't and give up anything. Mac was like, no, that's a like that's a family thing. You're like, that's a personal thing. They Maybe did, it wasn't they did get him to I, sir, sir, they get him to admit that he didn't like pie. Matt Judon also said he hates mac and cheese, which uh I don't know if I can agree with that. They're like, Dunn, they're like they're like going up to Mac to like, sir, did you get vaccinated? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Sir, what's your favorite Thanksgiving food? Please, that's personal. Like that's a that's, yeah. uh, this is this is an OSHA violation. <laughs> you asking me this. I thought we were talking football. <laughs> oh, exactly. Exactly. That's hilarious. I will say, as someone who I don't dislike mac and cheese. I like some mac and cheeses, but I'm very picky about it. I, there's a lot of mac and cheese I don't like where people are like, oh, I love this. Most of the time, I don't want mac and cheese. I'm picky about it. I like some. Matt Judon, thank you. I don't agree that all mac and cheese is trash, but mac and cheese at the end of the day is just noodles and cheese, and I'm just kind of like, what's the point here? Granted, I, I you no. know, we had some mac and cheese at Thanksgiving. It was delicious, and I loved it. But a lot of times, like, I got some free Chick-fil-A mac and cheese yesterday. I took two bites. I was like, this is good, but I don't want it. And then I gave the rest to my roommate, Trevor, because I was like, mac and cheese is just noodles and cheese. Levi's just yelling, no, no, no. I don't like it. I don't like this. I don't like mac and cheese is delicious. I've loved it since I was a kid and I'll like it till I die. I've That's seen you one of those eat a lot of mac and cheese in my years living. This man, Levi just said, I will ride for mac. I will. Mac and cheese is delicious. Mac and cheese, oh. mac Jones. All right. So that's not what we're here for. Mac yeah. Cheese, mac Jones. What's our, your guys' hottest game of the week from a narrative standpoint? Juiciest. All right. That Hansel's so hot right now, game of the week. Is it my turn or his? I think yours. Yeah. I, I guess from a narrative standpoint, where should you go? You want me to go? Yeah. I have to go last because I have the same answer for this one and Gulag. If you don't have okay. one, you can say you don't have one. That's fine. I don't. I'm looking at the slate. It's guys. hard. There's it's nothing hard. here that stands. It's out hard. I had to dig for this one. Levi, what about you? I have just like you the same as my Gulag. It's kind of weird. Mine, okay, Dolphins. mine is also, yeah, mine is the same as my sicko. Sorry. Go ahead. Same as, okay. Dolphins, no, all good. Dolphins, Giants. Okay, so Levi, explain to me. So what's the narrative? Game? What's the narrative? Because I don't see it. <laughs> I sure don't see it, bud. I see it being a gulag game. Jeez, hold on, hold on. I don't hold see on. it being a gulag game, but I want to hear it. Like, well, no, I do see it as a gulag game. I almost, made it, gulag game. I almost made it my gulag because I forget that somehow the Giants are still on the fringe. I think it's my gulag game too, by the way. They're both on the Mike, fringe of making the playoffs. Yeah. Keep going. Mike Glennon. Uh, <laughs> Mike Glennon. Uh, okay. You know, it's not. It's like, it's less of a narrative for the Giants and more of a narrative for the Dolphins that 
I think that if they get beat by a team like the Giants, where the Giants are sticky in some situations, cover pretty easily, pretty heavily Their underrated. Is solid. Yep, yep. I think Good that line if the Dolphins stop here, yeah, it stops a lot of the momentum, and that's why I'm kind of saying same thing with Gulag games. Giants, it's more so NFC East is so bad that this is kind of their last chance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To even get in that that wild card, but. I don't know. It's really the Dolphins that I'm interested in, and I think they need that win or else there's just no chance. Levi, let me help you paint this narrative. We have two teams who, based off this game alone, could have to change the entire landscape of their quarterback situation. What if mm-hmm. Tua looks awful this game? What if they get destroyed? And the Dolphins really have to think to themselves, God, should we trade for Deshaun Watson this offseason? Like, Tua really just is not it. We don't like him. But then also, flip side, what if Mike Glennon balls out? And they're just like, dude, Daniel Jones is awful. We have to figure out a quarterback situation this offseason. Mike Glennon's outperformed Daniel Jones. DJ's terrible. So, you know, it, 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 it's a tough one. We're grasping at straws here, but that's a potential narrative. That's a potential narrative. I like, I like, I like the idea that Tua looks so bad, Mike Glennon dominates them, and the offseason, the Dolphins trade for Mike Glennon. They're, they're there you go. Far-fetched, <laughs> but there you go. <laughs> that's, that's the narrative. Here's my narrative. Um, this season, teams that are coming off of a bye are 8 and 14 against the spread, and the under hits 16 out of 22 games. One okay. team that's really good out of buys is the Chiefs, and they're coming off a bye on Sunday Night Football. Mm. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited to watch Andy Reid off a bye when every team seems to suck off a bye this season. How about there that? you go. There, you, Which is crazy. I, like I, mean, I guess rest versus rust, whole situation like that. Uh, the new rule changes over the last few years, like you can't really do as much practice during the bye. So, like, you're actually just getting out of the flow of the season really at this point. Oh, all right. There uh, you go. Yeah, rust. You're getting the rest. It's not rest. It's rust. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, there you go. I, I, I did not come up with that. I, I wish I did. Um, so for my hottest game of the week and my gulag game of the week, it involves a team that is the seventh seed in the NFC, a team that is, which yeah, this year is, is in the playoffs and a team that is in the eighth seed in the AFC one game out of the playoffs. It's the football team at the Raiders. This is my hottest game of the week from a narrative standpoint and my gulag game. You might ask, is it your hottest game of the week from a narrative standpoint? Because this game could actually have like some seventh seed playoff implications. No, that's why it's my Gulag game. The winner or loser, that could be the reason this team is either makes it to the playoffs or does not make the playoffs based on if they win or lose this game. It's my hottest game of the week because one of the most prolific players in the entire NFL is returning to one of his old stomping grounds for a good old fashioned revenge game. It's a Deshaun Jackson revenge game, baby. (laughs) You know, he's been on the Rages for about two weeks right now, but those colors run deep for him. He's going up against the the football team, formerly known as uh, that slur that we're not going to say. And so, you know, he's a prideful guy. Let me put it this way. Deshaun Jackson, anytime. That's all I'm saying. Anytime. No Darren Waller. How many yards do you think Deshaun Jackson gets? He's going to catch one bomb for 72 yards. I love it. And a tutty. That's it. Um, And so, yeah, Deshaun Jackson revenge game. You know, I connected the dots. There we go. Any, any narrative game. I just look for any revenge game. It can be a, it can be a nose guard revenge game and I'm, I'm looking for it. Actually, we prefer that on this. (laughs) So um, any Gulag games or are we still moving? I think we agree Dolphins Giants for us. Too. Yeah, there we go. All right, Nile, regardless of who went first last time, we'll let you take this one away. Our sickos game of the week. 
I appreciate no. you yielding to me since I'm the sicko. You are the, a, the, I'm the only person here who's a member of the sickos. I, I honestly am going to tweet at the sickos committee to become an honorary member. I feel like when it comes to football sicko, I'm up there. Anyway, that's college football related. And the NFL, we've got a real sicko game on one at 1 p.m. on CBS in Detroit, Michigan. We've got the winless Lions coming off three extra days of rest against Kirk Cousins. Oh, who's no. flying all the way back from San Francisco. <laughs> if there was ever a quarterback to throw a pick six so that an 0-10-1 team can get a win in the last second and break their winless season, it's Kirk Cousins. I am all sorts of excited to watch Kirk Cousins against the 0-10-1 Lions and potentially one of the last chances the Lions have at a win all season with six games left. And you know what? Just I want to see if Kirk lines up after behind the right guard, or if Dan Campbell learns from mistakes and doesn't call to timeouts around, there's just so much sicko in this game, and I just love it. I, I mean, I, I love that Kirk Cousins has really been preparing for this moment his entire life, honestly. <laughs> to be my sickest game of the week. To be your sickest game of the week, to throw that pick six, <laughs> to elevate. You know what? I think Kirk Cousins might be the prince who was promised for the city of Detroit. He's going to throw <laughs> that pick six. They're going to get their one touchdown, or they're going to get that touchdown. They're going to win the game 10-3, and you want to know what? It's going to be a new start for the Lions. And it's going to be, in turn, a new start for the city of Detroit. Maybe they'll fix Flint, Michigan's water because there's just so much revenue coming in from the successful football team. So, I, you know, there's a lot to look out for here, not just from a football standpoint, from like a socioeconomic standpoint as well. This is a big game. Take the wow, under. That's a, that's a great pitch. <laughs> take the under. 10-3, take the under. Take Levi, divisional, the- divisional matchup, take the under. I teased all three of your divisional matchup unders and it hit last week. It hit week two, week good 10 call. and beyond. They week 10 and beyond. They tend to be very successful. Ooh, take the under. Bucks Falcons. Boom. Mm, take that under. I don't it's a statistics thing. All right, Levi, what about you? What's your sickos game of the week, my friend? And I couldn't come up with one. I'm not a sicko. Oh, fair I, enough. I, I constantly watch these sickos, Nile, a couple others who Give me these picks, and I can't. And I won't lie; some of them hit, but I can't get on board. These picks are disgusting. I, for example, Niles Lions pick. I beg you, don't take that pick. No, this isn't a I, pick. This is just a single oh, no. game to watch. I know, I know, but I he's begging people any, not to watch it. <laughs> to he's telling. He's basically saying, "Go hang out with your significant other." He's asking Red Zone to blacklist the game. He's no, like, "Please, no. can we not show this?" I'm just saying. I think Vikings come out with a healthy a healthy win in that one, but it is the Vikings. I don't it's know. It's Kirk Cousins, more importantly. It's Kirk Cousins, King Sicko. Yeah. He yeah, might line up under the tight end if he's feeling crazy. Sicko Cousins. <laughs> so we'll see. Kirk might uh, check in with the with a line judge to make sure he's in bounds when he's standing at wide receiver, and everyone's gonna be like, "Bro, we're not running Wildcat. What are you doing? Get back under center." Shreve, <laughs> um, after after we hear yours, I want to give an honorary. All right, mine is a mine is a good one. Mine has huge, huge draft implications. Okay. Well, not say. actually huge, <gasps> oh. but huge. Ooh. Half huge. It's the Eagles and the Jets. Yes, because the Eagles have three picks, right? The Eagles have three picks, but they have – listen to this. Right now, with a mock draft with where this is projected, the Jets have the fourth pick and the fifth pick. The Giants have the sixth and the seventh, and then the Eagles have the ninth and the tenth. 
the eighth, ninth, and tenth, or just the ninth? No, the eighth is the football team, right? As gotcha. of now, which is crazy because they might make the playoffs. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we have oh, the wow. Jets. Oh, you're right. I'm looking at a mock draft right now. It has the Dude, Jets. Everyone in the league is five and six or six and five. Yeah. So it has the Jets, but the fourth pick is their own pick. The fifth pick is from Seattle in the Jamal Adams trade. And then the Giants have the sixth pick, the sixth pick, which is their own pick, and then the seventh pick from the Justin Fields trade with the Bears. So each of these teams have a have a controlling stake of the first of the top ten picks in the. Uh, or my bad, who did I just say? Not the um yeah. So the Jets and then my bad, the Eagles have the ninth pick and then the tenth pick is from the Dolphins trade. Um, so yeah. All I'm saying is this is a huge game. Whichever team loses this game could greatly propel themselves in this draft. And we'll see where it goes. I'm excited to watch this because huge, huge draft implications. I mean, if let's see, if the Jets win this, let's see. If the Jets win this, they'll be oh the Jets are Owen. What's the Jets record? Three and eight. Three and eight. Oh, yeah, yeah. How have they won three games? The Titans. I think the Bengals, the Titans and the Bengals are two of those. The Bengals, that was the one I forgot. And then they beat the Texans this past weekend. It makes them tied with the Seahawks, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so, so funny. I, I'm picking so these funny. two teams because what if the Jets win this game, the Eagles lose, the Eagles go on a little losing streak, the Jets somehow rip off one more. Um, it, it could be huge draft implications. We'll see. Some ta- some teams' fate fates could be uh, could be altered big time. People don't think these games are important, but look at the Sickos game that forced Zach Wilson to go to the Jets when the Jets all year thought they had Trevor Lawrence locked and sewed up and then out of nowhere so they tough. lost it. So we'll see what happens. That's mine. That was some sicko shit. <laughs> all um, right. So my honorary mention folks, we're going to go back in time right now, move some Sunday and we're going to go back to Saturday night. We're going to go to college football. We have, Oh, there we go. Due to COVID a couple of weeks ago, a postponement. We have the university of Southern Cal. At four and seven, traveling to Cal Berkeley to take on the other four and seven team in that state, the Cal Golden Bears. And I think it's just hilarious that during championship weekend, when we're going to be getting the likes of Georgia, Bama, Baylor, Oklahoma State, Cincy, Houston, we get four and seven versus four and seven. Neither team can make it to a bowl game. USC at Cal at 11 p.m. at night on the East Coast. That's just real sicko shit right there. Pac-12 after dark, USC after they've just announced Lane Kiffin. They're four-point underdogs to Cal Berkeley. Both teams are four to seven. It's just, it's the ultimate Sickos game. I think Sickos committee already named it their that's Sickos game of the week. Yeah, I know. It's beautiful. That's, that's I'll be I'll be busy that night. Otherwise, I'd literally watch every play. That's insane. That's insane. All right, well, let's move on to our, this is what everyone really came for here. This is what everyone really came for. Our week 13 picks. Let's get it. Can be, you know, we know the rules straight up, parlay, tease, spread, my line, anything like that. We got some locks ready to go. Who 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 goes first? Niall, you decide. You, me, or Levi. Put the fate in your hands. I'm gonna go first because I won't leave out a take one. Oh, there, you go. there you go. Yeah, I respect <laughs> that. No, it's <laughs> called strategy. It's called the I'm taking the Niners. Man. Niners minus three at the Seahawks. Did I take yours? No, I like that one. I was going to mention. I think it might be three and a half now. Now, big. I'm looking. I saw at that right three now. earlier. Today. I'm looking right now. Really? At duck, duck, dude. I got a minus three. Yeah. The juice on it is minus one fifteen instead of minus one ten. Wow. But, I mean, I'm Niners minus three, folks. Niners minus three. I, I, I don't know what else to say. They're they're catching their rhythm with the running game. I know Debo's going to be out. That's fine. Or he might be out. I'm not sure if he is. 
Elijah Mitchell looks good. He ran for a buck 33 last week. Brandon Ayuk is finally back to remember how to play wide receiver. George Kittle, they've got enough to beat the terrible Seahawks. Yeah, I like that pick a lot. I had them on my on my list of potential locks in case uh, in case mine gets stolen. Levi, I let you go ahead. What, what about you? My lock is easy. Pats plus yeah. three. You can even go ahead with the Pats money line. If you want a little extra money, take your girlfriend out to dinner. Pats, 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 Pats. I love it. I'm going to be – hammering pats so i absolutely love that um for me well I, I wrote down three locks two of them got taken but that's all right that's why we write down three of them my other one so my lock might not be as uh as good of quality mine's a bit of a of an older lock you know from like the uh it's like a late 90s early 2000s model whereas you guys clearly have the the, the nice more updated locks but that's okay that's okay because mine's still tried and true um, I'm going with the Raiders minus two and a half hosting the football team. Yeah, neither of them like it. Neither what? of them like it. It's my I third. I have three locks. This is my my least locky lock, but it's still a lock. Raiders minus two and a half versus the football team without Darren Waller. But you want to know why? I can't remember. I do. Fo- Foster Moreau. <laughs> okay. Foster Moreau. He's a good tight end. I've heard yeah, what's his name? Peter Trigger boosted that's him gotta up be a bunch. It. That's got to be the name of a pastor somewhere in this country. <laughs> Foster Moreau. Foster, pastor Moreau. What Pastor Foster Moreau. Um, but no, I, I'm going with the Raiders minus two and a half at home. I just think the football team is not good at all. I don't like really much about them. But all I know is that I think that the Raiders have enough. Derek Carr might set a record for, uh, I can't remember if it's passing yards or passing touchdowns in a season. I think it's passing yards in a season. So I think Derek Carr is just going to toss the ball all over them. I think we're going to get Foster Moreau involved. I think Josh Jacobs up the gut. I think it'll be a gritty win. I think it'll be tough. And I think the Raiders pull this out by a field goal. So I'm going Raiders minus two and a half. Um, and I honestly like my lock. I like my like more than my lock, but for locks, I try to give a single team. So I'm going Raiders. I think I like my lot like a lot. I actually just changed my like to a team I like even more than my other like. So all right, let's get into your like then. What do you got for your like? Yeah, what do you got? <laughs> I won't say who it was gonna be because I'm in case when you want to take it. But Bengals minus three, hosting the Chargers. God, I wanted to give that for my lock, but I was Chargers so are good. No, the Bengals are back. I was the Bengals so are back. The Chargers they are had, unpredictable. The Bengals had a cheeky little wobble. The Bengals lost to the Jets. They had a you're not letting me finish. They had a cheeky little wobble earlier in the season. And they seem to have righted the ship recently. So I'm, I'm believing in them. I'm pushing my chips table. I'm believing in how bad I think the Chargers are right now and how they've just completely forgotten how to play. And I'm banking on Joe Burrow at home. It's going to be a little colder there. Those L.A. boys aren't ready for it. It's going to be loud there. Who day? All right. Well, all I'm saying is I, I, I it scares me, but there's a chance. All I'm going to say is, if you're saying that that's a borderline lock for you and you're looking at me all crazy with the Raiders, you know, I'm just saying. Guys. <laughs> Hot um, fired. Um, no, but that's fair. I, I mean, I, I think that when you're trying to make picks, one thing you really want to look at is look at a team who's on the uptick and look at a team who's on the downtick. You want to catch them at the right time. And I think that's yes. what you yes, could be. This is the, a value play. Um, yeah, it, it's a solid one. Levi, what about you? Give me your like. Just like you said, you got to go with a team that's doing this and a team that's doing this. I'm going Ravens. I like the ah, Ravens. That was the one I changed. That was the one I switched. Yep. I love the Ravens. I like the Ravens. That works perfectly with our anti-Steelers movement. Yeah. Uh, the, anti- the anti-Big Ben movement. Steeler fade. Uh, yeah. I think 
I mean, you see the Ravens there. I think the XR that they were the first team in like a hundred games to win when a quarterback throws four interceptions. Yeah, no, that's so, crazy. So I, I'm going to have to go with the Ravens on that one. I like that a lot. Yeah, I, mean, I like that. The Steelers have let up exactly 41 points in back-to-back games. Whoa. Yeah, that's atrocious. That's atrocious. Um, for my like, I have a disgusting like, not good. But <laughs> wait, I like wait, it wait. so much. No, wait, let's, it's, not an indi- it's not an individual pick. Oh, a tease. Okay. It's a, it's okay. a four-team tease. Okay. Okay. It was originally going to be a three-team tease, but then I decided to go ahead and uh, throw the pats in it because I was like, why not? So make it a four-team tease, throw the pats, get a little extra juice. We have a friend out there, all three of us, that hates teasing across zeros, says you should never tease across zeros. I hate teasing across zeros. We're talking about our friend, Dr. Matthew Albert, soon to potential. Yeah. Soon to Albert, be you're a genius. Albert. You are a genius. But when a, a man <laughs> tries to come to me and tell me, Something that's not a, an actual fact of nature tries to tell me that something is an absolute, that you, that this is something that is an absolute, that you can never do this. This can never happen, blah, blah, blah. But it's not actually one of our scientific laws of nature. I, I That doesn't sit right with me because the only absolute I believe is that, you know what? Nothing's really absolute. A lot of things, you know, things are situational. Life is situational. Sometimes it's okay to tease across zeros. All right. Sometimes it's okay. You're allowed to do that. You can be free. You know, we're humans. We can, we, we have free will. So I'm teasing across zeros. I'm doing it. And if this doesn't hit, it's because it's only going to be because the one team I didn't tease across zero and the Pats were going to burn me, but the Pats aren't going to burn me. Therefore, this is going to hit. Levi looks skeptical, but that's okay. Just hear me out. No, I, I like it. I, I'm ready. <laughs> 49ers plus three at the Seahawks. Book that. You guys already loved that. I already heard some 49ers love earlier. Yeah. So why not do 49ers plus three? Tease that. Oh, Nile, you really like the Bengals. Bengals plus three. Give me that. Why not? Can you at least make it like a seven-point tease that these teams are all plus four? <laughs> no, we're going six and a half. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, fine. Let's make this seven. This is a six and a half point tease, just so you guys know. We can make it seven. Give it a three and a half. Yeah, but right now, by three, you still win. I'm going 49ers plus three because they're not going to lose. Three and Bengals a half. plus three. Well, right now, this is what I have the odds for, though, so I can't lie. This okay, is plus fair, 220. Fair, fair. So, fine. This is what is that plus 225. I'm sure the odds will be worse. So, let's say a seven-point tease. If it's 14, you should make it seven-point. 49ers plus three and a half at the Seahawks. Bengals plus three and a half versus the Chargers. Vikings minus 0.5. Niall, you might not like that, but I Oof. like that. Levi, I know you like that, too. You think the Vikings like are going are gonna, to are fucking walk all over them. They should. So we're going should. Vikings. I, I, I don't think I'd put Kirk in a tease ever. I would okay. because I think after last week, he's embarrassed. I think this is what Kirk does. Kirk is the guy who That's acts a good point. tough. Kirk acts tough, but he's not tough. But what do not tough fake, what do not fake tough guys do or fake tough guys who aren't tough do? They, they pick beat up the littler guy. They beat up on the littler guy, Niall. Mm. You said it yourself, not me. It's what I did to you until you passed me inside. <laughs> speaking from experience. So we're going Vikings 0.5. Vikings pick them at the Lions. And then lastly, the team that I wasn't going to put on, but I decided to because it's a little cherry on top. Pats plus nine and a half at the Bills. Boom. Four-team teaser. It's going to hit seven points. I swear down. So let's go. That's it. I can't and lose. Now, okay. Our steamers. 
It's a tough week for steamers. It's a tough week for steamers, dude. I so think we all I have think that's money line. I'm not so gonna I lie. think I'm gonna do a, a money line parlay. Let me, yeah, I love that. Pa- Pat's money line seems a little too. It's only plus one thirty, so I'm gonna parlay these two teams. If let's see what it pays, Levi. If you want to go, I'm seeing what this would pay. Give me. Why not give me the Giants? I don't know. I'm just I not really that. sold on the Dolphins against my stock up team. Yep, yep. You give me Giants plus five. I'm sorry. I, I, I might I might have to roll with that. Um, obviously, Pats. I don't. I think that line is probably going to move, so it's probably a good idea to catch that early. Opened at plus three and a half. So I really like that. I also have a little teaser that I think would be nice. Sharif, it's not quite as much uh, teasing across the zeros. I have to agree with Niall and Aldi. Tease. I don't. I don't know if that's always the best idea. It's not always the best drastic. idea, but life is situation. But I. But I will say I have a ton of respect for it, and that's what I love about you. So I would like to give, just like you, Pats plus nine and a half. So this will be a six and a half point teaser. And then let me just make sure I have this written down. And then I had Denver plus. If I'm doing six and a half, then it would be. Uh, oh come on, Lucas. Okay, sorry. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, sixteen. So Broncos plus sixteen. I do like KC coming off the bye, so I almost feel like you could tease that either way. But I'd rather go up than down, so yeah. I'm gonna go with that. Damn, and soccer I, tease. Yeah, <laughs> I soccer also think, tease. I think anytime you can <laughs> tease the Eagles like this where they're just being – I feel like they're being undervalued, and then you give me the Jets. Uh, I want that Eagles just just straight up. This Eagles man just said anytime you could tease the Eagles like this. That's not – Against the Jets. I told you I'm not sold on the Jets. I'll never believe in the Jets. I always love to bet against the Jets. I mean, that's tease. fair. I think the Eagles should be able to run the ball on the Jets' throat. I like your tease, though. It's going to hit. There you go. Levi's uh, soccer I like tease. both of your teases. Both of your teases are going to hit. Um, all right, if you had to pick one team, no, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> uh, so, I, uh, my steamer. So, I was going to take the Pats, and the reason I scoffed at your Raiders pick is because I like the football team plus 110. If you parlay the plus 130 Patriots and the plus 110 football team, you get a plus 383 money line parlay. Wow. 10 bucks wins 3830. 100 bucks wins $383. Wow. Yeah. So, I like little Pats football team money line lay. I'm sorry, Reef. That's I, honestly, I don't blame you. I don't really like that lock. I should have. I wanted to go with Ravens, but it was minus four and a half. I wanted to go with Bengals, but I didn't like the number. I still think the the Raiders win that game, but I don't blame you. I don't. I don't love it. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. It's a lock, but I don't love it. I love my like though. I love the Niners lock, folks. Just so you absolutely. Know. Just, just, just so you know. Um. So my steamer. I wanted to go Pats, but I guess you can't go Pats. Yeah, that's kind of all of our steamer. So for me, one week I when it was last time Mom and I did a podcast, our dad was on, and I gave out my steamer, and I was like, "Yeah, you know what? NFL has been so wonky. I'm just going to give out the pick that makes the least sense, and that was the Texans money line to beat um, the to Titans. Fade my like, I liked the Titans money, and time. I picked the Texans to beat the Titans. I forgot to bet on that game because I literally had just like forgot. I was like, "Oh, this is insignificant," but that was my steamer. It hit, didn't even bet it. So you know what? We're going to go ahead and just do the same thing. I think I think Urban, everyone's like, oh, Urban's going to go to Notre Dame. Urban's going to go to Notre Dame. He's going to go to Notre Dame. He's like, you know what? No, I'm, I have so much pride and ego that I'm going to sit here. I'm going to try to win the NFL. And I think he's going to win this game and then lose out the rest of the season and not get the Notre Dame job. Yo. I'm picking the Jags plus 45 to beat the Rams. Plus what? 
plus four four forty five. Uh, dude, I love that. I'm picking the Jags to beat the Rams. Dude, that I pays think even more. Jalen Ramsey is going to be two in his head. They know his tendencies. They know what makes Jalen Ramsey tick. You know, <laughs> I think Maybe. I'm going. Let me put it this way: it makes the least sense. Last time I did it, it worked. So I'm going with the Jags. Steam me. Got it. Let's go. All right. Well, God, we've been here for a hot minute. But any uh, any parting words, Levi? For for the people no, out there. Thank you guys very thank you guys very much for having me on. Hopefully we can potentially touch back on all these predictions that I've made and see uh see all the locks that I got I gave you guys for free. So but I really appreciate it. I had a lot of fun talking about this with you guys. I, I it's kind of like I have to get this off my chest. You guys are my 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 therapists. <laughs> Football hey, therapy. I love it. We're Pats fans. We don't really need therapists anymore. Yeah, we're, exactly. we're actually happy yeah. now. All we need is yeah. a case of Sam Adams. <laughs> Sam Adams in a first. Oh, I actually play. wrote this down, Sharif. <clears throat> you brought up something earlier about clam chowder. Last I'll say, clam chowder, delicious. A lot of people in New England do eat it. My mom makes the best clam chowder. No love it. way. That's all I have. Growing yo, clam up, chowder is a top three food. Levi. Growing up, oh. I had Nile rode hard for two foods. He rode hard for Chipotle and clam chowder. And breakfast oh. burritos. And breakfast and Chipotle, burritos. Oh. If Chipotle made a breakfast burrito, it would be my favorite food. There was a, there's an airport somewhere that has it. Um, no way. Yeah, right. because like legally, you have to, that's yeah, legally, but this. like in business things, some of them have to have a breakfast thing. Yeah. But yeah. Clam chowder, top, top, top five food. Yeah, no, Levi, I want you never go to San Fran. Dude, I switch oh, it up no. a little bit each time. I switch it up a little bit because I go so much. Are you a beef or chicken guy? So I like the steak the most in terms of taste, but I sometimes if I look at it and it doesn't look like it's like in a good good way, I'll just get the chicken. But it's ste- steak gotcha. and chicken. Power move. Their pork and their barbacoa is amazing too. Barbacoa, like, if I get a burrito, I go barbacoa. Yeah, the barbacoa is fire, but I mean oh. I. I, if their steak is like if it, if they have a nice medium medium rare going with the steak, yeah, it exactly, it can't miss. Come out here, Sharif. I'll show you good barbacoa. Come on, bro. I need to pull up to bro. Austin, when I visited baby. Austin, the tacos were crazy. I yep. made everything they say about torchies. It, it lives good. up. Torchies lived up to the hype. Torchies. All right. Well, thank you, boys, for joining. I I really appreciate it for uh, for doing this with me. Not any parting words. Honestly, Sharif, I just want to say like I've been doing this with you for a while. I think this might have been your best pod. I felt like it was in the presence of greatness today. (laughs) I'm going to listen to the tape. I'm going to go back and listen to this, but I did feel like your metaphors and your, like not your, your asides were as good as they've ever been. I don't know if it's because my boy just got a new job and he's just feels lighter (laughs) on his toes. No, seriously. I don't know if, I don't know if there's a level of lightness in the fact that you're not dealing with the job search, which we all know is, just yeah, one of the worst things I've ever Yeah, I've seen. I've firsthand seen both of you go through it before I had to go through it. It sucks. It definitely uh, sucks. It, uh, it but you, you seem lighter. You seem like you know your brain's working a little bit quicker because there's not as much <laughs> on your mind. So I appreciate a little less it, baggage up there, and I just felt it today in your podcasting. I just want to. I, know I appreciate it, man. Clear eyes, full hearts. Buy the transit to property. You know what that means, baby. Yep. So uh, it means that our locks can't lose. But <laughs> folks, everyone, go congratulate Sharif on his new job with Bleacher Report. Uh, please like, rate, and subscribe. Retweet all that for sure. If you don't, I will hunt you down. I will find you. I know where most of you live. The thing is, if you listen to this podcast, I know where a good bit of you live. So you yeah. should definitely take my advice. And lastly, as always, folks, drink water. There you go. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I appreciate everyone. Thank you for a like and for uh, tuning in. 
for and please be sure i'm so lost right now i'm just i'm still like basking in niles compliment i I really i really appreciate it um (laughs) please be sure to rate comment share subscribe all that stuff and uh, thank you all for listening also one thing that you were just mentioning about bleacher report br gridiron followed me on twitter because like as per my job you'd be like doing that but it was i didn't follow them so i felt so awkward but i didn't oh. all, I, but i didn't already follow them to begin with <laughs> so i was like oh no um br gridiron if you listen to this he's joking he's joking he's been following <laughs> you the whole time i yeah no, i don't know not. what happened. i actually your ideas are bad i was trolling him i went to his phone and unliked you guys <laughs> there we go thank you well um yeah everyone thank you for tuning in nile levi thank you for joining me i appreciate it um Levi, yeah. great debut bro hey, let's thank go you absolutely thank you i love you all and um yeah thank you <laughs>